Well, NBC News has a new report out highlighting new video from the CBP, Customs and Border Protection, showing various videos of UFOs. NBC, let me just show you the video here. The videos paint a more black and white picture, and at least one of them, this one immediately caught my eye because it's the same video I saw leaked years ago that I filed a Freedom of Information request to get my hands on. Never heard back. But among the UFO community, it is very well known. It's called the Aguadilla video. And again, there's no context released from the CBP. So I just want to show it to you so you can be left with the same questions I've been trying to get answered. Uh, what we're seeing here is allegedly from Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. And back in 2013, a CBP aircraft spots this thing that you're seeing right there in the middle of your screen flying over the airport, tracks it for several minutes. They're trying to figure out what it is. They just don't know. They don't have an exact size, but they think it's smaller than a plane. And they follow it as you see it there going over some trees, going over a road, going over some fields. It's heading towards the ocean. Now, we're going to fast forward just a bit towards the ocean because that is when things get weird. Here you see it dip down into the ocean, doesn't seem to lose any speed, then continues on, then maybe it looks like, I don't know, it splits into two or something, or maybe something joins it before it, it, it they, they try to track it, disappears, uh, just gets lost in the water, and then they, they lose sight of it. And again, we haven't heard an official comment on what this is from CBP. There have been theories that this is everything from a pelican to a UFO that can somehow dip into the water without losing velocity, which is beyond anything we have. So, what it is, we don't know. But it is weird, and you'd think someone would tell us what was going on since this happened back in 2013. And that's just one of 10 videos released. Some of them seem to show things like uh, floating objects over the border that could be anything from hang gliders to balloons to drones from cartels, maybe. But again, all of this is coming after promises by lawmakers, by NASA, by the Pentagon that they are taking this seriously and could have answers soon. So fingers crossed. We're now in the era where news reporters do play by play of UFOs. What a time to be alive. Right. <laughs> OK, so before we dive deeper, real quick, shout out to our new show. I'm Ivory Hacker. Absolutely. My name is Elizabeth Lane. I'm glad to join uh, Ivory uh, in this new show. I think this is going to be very successful because we're going to have interesting guests talk about all, all the topics, all the interesting topics that people want to hear about. So um, what a start. All <laughs> right. Doing? And the, the title of the show, Beyond the Surface. So Jay, we're digging in beyond the surface of this oh. new ufo uh hype so should we say like uh uips now because that's yeah amazing, right <laughs> exactly i'm like i don't i still don't know why they want to change the acronym i guess they want to rebrand ufos to take them more seriously i'm assuming yeah because you know it's funny but you have to remember they were the ones who put the giggle factor in like people were talking about UFOs as a serious matter. You remember the Roosevelt crash. You remember all that. And all of a sudden, CIA comes in and does its own spin on it and puts the, like this giggle factor. And they laugh at everyone that ever comes out with something. And, you know, they must be this crazy. I don't know. So now they want to rebrand it. So now they are back to like, oh, it's serious again. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. So I just think it's very strange that the CBP Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol, who's supposed to be guarding our borders, is is dumping all this information. Um, NBC reporting that they released 10 videos in 387 pages of reports, including news clippings and firsthand accounts of sightings mm -hmm. of these so-called UAPs. Their military expert they had on said something interesting. He, he said... Um, 
He doesn't know of any technology that the U.S. military has that can go from air to sea without losing velocity like we saw. But he said China does have a drone that can go from air to water. Air to water, but without losing velocity? That's the question, right? You know what I mean? So um, what what is your opinion, like, to, to, to just, like, ask you in a shortest way? Like, is it real? Is it a destruction? Is it, like, what, what is your opinion? I have thought for a long time that aliens are real. <laughs> I feel like there is life beyond our planet. Yeah. Uh, I also feel that a lot of these UFOs are... By definition, all it means is unidentified. We don't know if it's coming from outside of our atmosphere. And I think in many cases, it could be military uh, aircraft that, that we're not aware of their technology. Governments operate in secret, um, especially the military division of government. Shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. The U.S. debt spike could ignite a long-term rally in gold, and here's why. Since March of 2020, the U.S. added another $8 trillion in debt, and gold is up 50%. Now, with the Fed raising rates, the interest payment on our debt has surpassed $1 trillion annually. BRICS nations met last month, and oil-rich nations Saudi Arabia and UAE have joined Russia, China, and India 51% of Americans can't pay their credit card bills, which just surpassed $1 trillion for the first time in history. If this is build back better, increased spending and regulation is likely to continue through 2024. Buying gold and silver is a strategic play that several countries are doing today. Who's looking out for the little guy when the government doesn't? Isn't it time to take a look at gold and silver now? Call America's own precious metals company, the National Gold Group today. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker, and you'll always get best-in-class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. National Gold Group has the IRA fee waiver program on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-617-5927. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. 888-617-5927. Number down in description. Remember, there's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results. That's how they get ahead of the enemy. It's by not disclosing how high level their equipment is. So if we see it, we don't really know if it's man-made or if it's from another planet. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, on on that note, let's let's dive in like with the the latest stories, right? You had Hirsch, Dave Hirsch, who was the last uh, kind of whistleblower, and came out and said that hey, so we do have bodies and we do have the crafts, and if I'm not mistaken, he named like we have over like five or six or even more crafts. So why now then, if we always had these like interactions, all of this, and people kind of knew. I mean, like you said, you always believed it. I believed it. Uh, there's no way that in this galaxy there's nothing. It's just I didn't believe that they were visiting us. I was like 50-50. But like, why? Why now? What's the what's the the timing thing? So like- I I think it is a distraction factor right now. Like mm-hmm. even though I feel that even though aliens are probably real. Let's hype them up now to distract from other things. And Customs and Border Protection has a lot to distract from right now. I I just wanted to highlight Griff Jenkins from Fox News just reported record-breaking CBP uh, sources confirmed to Fox News total migrant encounters for this fiscal year have surpassed last fiscal year. So we have record illegal crossings of our border 
uh, this year um, more than ever in history, we are under a full fledged invasion. And so instead of talking about aliens on the ground, let's talk Mm -hmm. about aliens in the sky. It seems to be CBP's move. That makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, I would come to when when I think about this stuff, I came to consensus with myself that it could be both. It could be real and the disruption. So when you have such an ace up in your sleeve, like and you need a destruction ASAP with economy and everything, that's what you do. So, you know, you're like, okay, why don't we just bring it out? I mean, we had TikTok video. We had all these pilots already talking about this. It was already out. So they were like, might as well, if we're going to do, so, we're going to destruct something, right? Let's might, might as well be a, like controlled demolition. So I think they are controlling the narrative as we go, like how, how are we going to receive this? Right. So, yeah, totally agree. I think so. And so the other, you know, big alien headline, which most people just absolutely laughed at mm-hmm. hysterically was the alien bodies in Mexico. Uh-huh. And so there's well, been updates. <laughs> there's been updates on those in the past uh, few days. So x-rays are being performed. Uh, news reports are that skeptics are, you know, scientists are skeptical too. Um, I have this headline from the telegraph saying basically uh, alien bodies are complete skeletons. Scientists say after x-ray two aliens that were presented to Mexico's Congress by a discredited ufologist were tested by doctors on Tuesday amid cries from scientists of a hoax. And Elizabeth, I'll get your take on uh, this Mm -hmm. video because they have a whole YouTube video of how these bodies really looked. And they're saying... Uh, they, so they're, they're basically the narrative here is that even scientists were skeptical, but they have done an X-ray this week. You can see what he's saying here. Y se logró determinar que sí pertenece a un esqueleto único, no armado, no armado, de una sola pieza íntegra, que no se observa ninguna especie de armado o de manipulación del cráneo, como lo han dicho. So, yeah, they're saying, oh, yeah, we thought the skull was manipulated. It's not. But look at this at the end. Does that look real? Really Would you weird. hold it like that if it was real? Yeah, this is really weird. So the, the thing is, honestly, like even to talk about this, right? First, we need to uh, mention the fact that where where is the world society? Like, I mean, the, the scientific society, right? Nobody was invited from other countries. No one was, no one actually who's credible enough to dive into this and examine the body. They were not asked for, I mean, they handpicked some people that, you know, autopsied or whatever the bodies or, you know, the, 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 they did the x-ray. Like, it's just very suspicious to me. I, I want to believe it, but it's very suspicious. Like, where, where are all the experts that are actually way more credible with all the, uh, you know, background that you need to even touch such an important subject. And I don't think that that's something that I would buy. Um, but, um, 
the question remains, why are they pushing it so hard? Like, okay, destruction, but when are, you know, we really need to think 10 years from now, seven years from now. So if this is just a destruction and nothing more, right, then how are they going to answer all this stuff, including Mexico, by the way, in like seven years? Where did the aliens go? Are they going to disappear like Havana syndrome disappeared from the CIA? Like <laughs> it was, a, it was, you know, a biological, whatever they fed people, like biological kind of um, weapon against the, the CIA agents. All of a sudden, all of that disappeared. So it's just too much of a risk for your own image. And, you know, so I think there's something behind it, but I also think that they are slowly getting us ready for a bigger uh, disclosure. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you, did you see, so all, all the media reported that these little alien mummies that like one of them had eggs, like whatever that means, apparently she was gestating. She was going to lay eggs like reptiles lay eggs. Here, there's a there's an actual picture. Uh, those were like her eggs. She was gonna lay. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like really weird. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like um, I, all I know is that these kind of things, you know. Uh, for example, my sources in intelligence agency they seem to believe it because I don't know what, why would they lie? You know, when, when they are talking to people and I'm talking about like family environment, we're not talking about like as a journalist. Right. So I think that there is a certain group of intelligence people who actually believe it, but I also have this theory that though, you know, those could be useful idiots, you know what an useful idiot is in intelligence agency. Like for example, if they want to propagate something and they want to spread propaganda, what they do is they pick certain people within their own organization who, you know, seems like somebody who could be a whistleblower one day or is like a truth teller or cannot withhold certain, you know, secret. And then you like, you, you gouge their, uh, let's say, importance right so they are important enough but not so important to actually ruin things so for example this uh, uh gresh guy like they dave gersh guy right so his clearance is important clearance but it's not big enough you know what i mean so it's not so that he can actually cause damage so great strategy you know i like uh, Brett, was it Brett weinstein who said you know all you have to do is just get a couple of useful idiots and then walk them through some corridor you know with a fake uh, alien ship and tell them not to look and guess what they're gonna do they're gonna look and then prep them to one day break it to the press and that's it right so those things happen those things are real um and you know there could be the aspect in intelligence agencies with ATIA, NSA, or military industrial complex, that those useful idiots exist to, to propagate and uh, so on. So it could be that, or it could be just real, and it could be that government kind of lost control uh, over this, and they don't know how to, you know, how to control the process. So they probably said, like, hey, it's time. It's time that we actually put it out there because it's going there anyway. It could be that. So many scenarios, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Congress had another meeting with NASA this week and Newsweek's reporting Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett described the House Oversight Committee's meeting with members of the national of, of NASA as elusive 
as mm. lawmakers continue to push for answers on unidentified flying objects. And he, he actually, this congressman tweeted out his frustration. He's basically saying like, he feels that NASA is talking about these aliens to um, get more funding. <laughs> so that could be, uh, here's his YouTube video talking about. It. Hey everybody, Tim Burchett just left um, oversight committee with my man Noah. Say hey Noah. <laughs> we were being briefed by NASA on their 56 page. Oh ma'am, great seeing you. Thanks for what you do for us. Um, briefed on their um, um, report on UFO, UAP, whatever. It's 56 pages. It doesn't say a whole lot to me. It was just driving them towards um, us getting funding. But one thing came out, my colleague Gary Palmer asked um, about classified stuff at NASA. And they said, we don't have anything classified. And like, what? You don't have anything classified? <laughs> Satellite imagery of something? And they is very elusive and so what i think they've done is they sent these two folks in here like the pentagon did and have very little knowledge of the issue and so they can say they can hold up their hand before congress and swear that they know nothing about the issue and it doesn't exist and, and then they went through there was no proof and i said what about you know navy pilots that swear that they're hey brother chasing these things <clears throat> we had testimony that said they did and we have video of it audio of them talking and they said i'll see you over there Noah. hey how are you, how are you? hang on one second hang on one second um so anyway um didn't get a lot from that and i'm a little disappointed so we're probably gonna have some more people from the pentagon in there to tell us what exactly is going on so yeah he's saying he's pretty frustrated not getting a lot of details. Congress yeah. wants more answers. On Expected. Expected. Yeah. So quite honestly, it could be both. It could be that the war is going so bad for the United States and Ukraine that they, they really need a destruction. And here you go. Um, also, they don't want to go too big because then they have to explain themselves. Well, what's the reason for panicking the, the civilization of the world about this stuff? But then again, how does like Mexico fit into all of this like okay so we had a whistleblower in in the United States and all of a sudden Mexico comes in like what's going on with these countries are they even in cahoots are they talking like if they are talking or is it just a wave it's, it's just a reaction or what is it right so if NASA wants more money what does Mexico has to do with it you know what I mean so or is it all mostly a border issue? So all these questions are very important, you know, and I don't think that we can we can talk about the theories. Right. But I don't think that we can get to some type of truth in terms of like this hundred percent this way. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it could be like I said, it could be something that it's real and it is a destruction or it could be that it is a destruction without them thinking about the consequences, how they're going to explain themselves in seven years when nothing comes out and nothing happens. That's, or it's just real and they are slowly oozing into this thing that, you know, hey, people get ready that we are not alone because you have to think about the aspect of religion, right? So religions claim that there is no like, you know, Bible. So all of this means there is no truth to it then, right? So imagine all these Catholics somewhere, not all religions, of course, but all these Catholics and all these Orthodox who believe that, hey, it's just us and God created us as special beings. All of that is going, 
down the drains all of a sudden, you know? It's well, like- there's, actually, there's actually a big group of people who are now reinterpreting the Bible through the lens of Whoa. aliens and the angels are actually mm. aliens in the Bible. So I see. people are kind of bringing bringing the Bible along with the new. So interesting, how, so interesting how the human mind can twist and change everything, right? I, into their own narrative. Like very, it's very interesting, very similar to a narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> where you just want everything to just fit your narrative no matter how it goes, right? So with that, I think what we should do, like if we're talking about UFOs, it's impossible not to talk about the biggest whistleblowers, right? So the, the, before this the uh, Gersh guy and before they've um, the TikTok video and all that, there was somebody called John Lear. And John is someone who's actually from a very prominent family. Uh, he's, uh, to me, he was more than credible. Actually, if I do believe in something and that something is real, that's probably because of John, because he was so credible that, that even his demeanor when he was telling these things and who he is and all that, um, kind of his background speaks for, for itself. And um, unfortunately, John has passed away, so uh, we could not have John in the, the podcast to talk about his own discoveries, his own story, but we have uh, someone who's very important and someone who always kind of was there for John. We have Tina Lear, John's sister, so we can talk talk about John and his discoveries with Tina. Tina, thank you so much for joining. Um, I apologize for this um, little time that you had to wait <laughs> but thank you so much for joining and um, maybe like tell us a little bit about you and John and kind of your family background who you are and, um, happens all the time <laughs> so I know you're good so if you could tell us your background yourself and why why was John into this whole thing how did he got into this and all of that I wish I could tell you more about it. Uh, we grew up, I was there, there, there's 11 years of difference between me and John. And so when I was five, he was 16. And um, I just adored him from afar. Um, my first memories of him are from um, Geneva, when we lived in Geneva, which was the sort of initial birthplace of the Learjet. It was based on a on a Swiss fighter plane. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Let's uh, so for people who don't know. So your family, Lear family, is the inventor of Learjet, right? My so father, yeah, my father made the Learjet. Yeah, yeah. So your dad was the one who invented the the famous Learjet, and also John was also a pilot, but he was just not just a pilot, right? The the records that man had was just incredible. So if, if you could give a little intro before we dive into the story, sorry about that. Yes, he was John actually, um, was in the Guinness Book of World Records for being certified in the most flying apparatus. I mean, anything that flew, he got certified in. And the last... 17 speed records in 17 different aircraft, which is just incredible. I'm big into aviation world. I had lots of pilots and air crash investigators, FAA people. I don't think anyone can comprehend that. (laughs) So that's just really big. Yeah, and in the early 60s, he was one of the pilots that that 
they had a race uh, around the world and they, they completely crushed the competition. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and again, I'm very sorry that I don't have lots of details. You probably have a lot more detail about my brother than I do, but I do have some, some really great memories of, of him. Mm -hmm. And I know that he was with the CIA for a good period of time. And he was, that explains why, I mean, I could never understand why he was in Beirut when nobody in their right mind would be in Beirut. And he was in, you know, I don't know, in Vietnam when it was crazy to be in Vietnam. But it's because he was doing important work there. And he saw a lot. And I think, I mean, this is just me talking. We would be, I mean, it's it's inconceivable to me that we would be alone, that that we're, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous to me. However, um, there are a lot of people who do think that, and one of the things I love most is a piece of writing that he did, and it's in, it's online at a site called Godlike Productions, Mm -hmm. and the title of the um, post is, I am the real John Lear, ask me a question. And in it, I'm only going to read you a couple of lines of this. In it, it says, but before you do, please read this. I am searching for the truth. I do not claim to know the truth. My message is to try and live your life with integrity and without envy, hate, or greed, and to express your love to your family every day. He's he. Uh, <laughs> the only thing he sells is the official John Lear tinfoil hat because that <laughs> what I love about him and uh, he says I'm considered a nutbag by most so don't keep telling me that I already know Uh, don't bother to raise the bullshit flag because I agree with you most of what I say may very well be bullshit but it is what I believe so if you go there you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of the questions and the answers that he gives Um, so what I love about John, what makes him credible to me is that he he didn't make any outrageous claims that he wasn't willing to stand by. Yeah. And um, he flew for 40 years. And he, um, you know, he... he uh, jobs for the CIA and I, I, be, I believe I watched his yeah it was his George Knapp interview right so where, where he actually had a file that he was given from the CIA about what they called back in the UBEs so UBEs it's like um, extraterrestrial biological beings they said mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. it was the Dr. Wayne I think uh, that he mentioned so some so, guy yeah. Eric Wayne um, who did the autopsy of the the bodies and john talked about how they actually had the bodies they did the autopsy the doctor's name was eric wayne he had the file with him um and he was talking about how there was three bodies that they found right so this is very interesting i mean this is a person like we talked about with a really good career uh working with the cia all of this and why would one day he would just wake up and make up a story of three aliens? I mean, it doesn't make sense. He obviously believed in it. And in the same interview, he said, hey, so now and in a week or in a month from now, you're not going to know that what I'm saying is true. But years after, 
10 or 20, this will behold, that's where we are, right? Exactly it, yes. And he did, I remember that he invoked the Freedom of Information Act many times to get uh, to the files and in some cases actually get access and see with his own eyes. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, (laughs) my relationship with him was more, uh, most of the time was spent defending against his pranks like I had to be on on, uh, <laughs> on guard all the time <laughs> he was a prankster <laughs> yeah, he was a good prankster but um he he had an extremely he had an extremely brilliant mind and I wish he had written more you know, had written the book. But I remember him being very afraid for his life during a certain period. And um, uh, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. But he went through a period when he was very afraid. And, um, And then that passed. And he has been, he has stood by all of the things that he said. And he's also, what also makes him credible is that he said, look, this is what I believe now. I don't know that there isn't going to be something that comes along tomorrow or next year or in five years that will either put this in a completely different context or invalidate it. And and (laughs) now it's something else. So I think it's important to, to stay open. And I think that's what we're so afraid to do now. We're so afraid to ask the questions, to get the answers, because what will the public do with it and how will everybody handle it and will it create chaos? And I I understand that that is a genuine, that's a genuine concern. You don't want everybody panicking you and yeah and calling you a nutbag and all that but you see that that's very important too um and i wonder what ivory thinks about this like you know this whole giggle factor was also it's known it's a fact it, it, that was introduced by the cia right this like what are you talking about what factor giggle factor like this like matter that all oh, the alien thing is like not heads and funny and all this oh, stuff the laugh factor Okay. Yeah, the laugh factor, right? So, um, and and that is why people are so scared because everyone who actually dared to come out, they were kind of shunned in the corner and said that we like who does that? I mean, if you had a, like a threat of let's say an asteroid from outer space, mm-hmm. and you came out as a scientist or a CIA operative, and you said that hey, asteroid is coming to kill us all or something, right? You would not be laughed at, right? No. So yeah, so. I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you think, Ivory? As well, yeah. Well, Chris Mellon is a former Secretary of Defense for intelligence official. He was the one interviewed by NBC News um, for the report that we showcased in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. He was saying he made the point uh, that it's clear in showing this video from CBP that people are not freaking out about it, and he's glad that the DOD can see that, that it's okay. Everything's going to be fine if we just have more transparency about UFOs because he said that he knows that the DOD is sitting on a lot mm-hmm. of information. I, and it, the, the, the general population, 
I bet you there is a, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage would be, but everyone that I've spoken to, very, very different backgrounds, nobody says we're the only life form, you know, that the earth is it. Nobody. Everybody has some version of, of you know, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know uh, whether it would be, whether they wish us well or ill or anything. But I know that there are other life forms that are completely, that it's it's infinite. The possibilities are infinite. I think generally everybody has a, has a pretty solid view of that. So Tina, did your brother ever tell you why he decided to start going public about what he had seen? Um, he didn't suffer fools gladly and he didn't, he was always, uh, he was always outspoken. John was always the truth teller in our family. And for that, he was disinherited. And uh, the when my father died, and it became clear that that was happening, that the Christmas of that year, a select group of us, and I always felt very grateful that I was in that inner circle, got a special Christmas card. And on the front of it was a picture of him and his wife and his two darling little girls and Holly and berries and everything. And it said, Merry Christmas to you and happy new year. Greetings to all. And you open it up and it said, except John Olson Lear. And <laughs> it, was a, it was a cartoon of a, of a lawyer scratching out his name on the will. <laughs> so he had a very dark sense of humor, but he was the truth teller. And so I think that I don't know exactly why or what triggered him to do uh, to to come out publicly, but I do know that he had no patience for just egregious stupidity and 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 lying. So that that was probably this something must have triggered him for that. I'm but I don't know what it was. So I'm not super familiar with his story. Did he wait till leaving the CIA to to start speaking out? Elizabeth, I, do you have the answer to that? Yeah. So he he did um did did finish his career with the CIA before he spoke out. So that would be much smarter than doing it in the CIA. But you you also have to uh, remember he was not an agent in the CIA. He was a contractor, right? right? So he was doing work for the CIA, but he was not an agent. So he didn't have the same obligations. As yeah, no, he was basically flying for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was flying uh, certain people and certain things. And sometimes he did like other just not just flying, but other things as well for the CIA. But um, again, he did not have the same obligations to the CIA as, let's say, if you were um, an agent, whether you were yeah. in analysis, uh, analysis section or yeah. in the operations section. So yeah. that was uh, probably what prompted him to kind of think that, you know, uh, but it's very important to say that in his interview with NAP, he said that it was the file was handed to him by another CIA agent. So not an asset, but an agent. Mm -hmm. So the information was not something that John kind of saw something and came out and it was not the case. The case was that he was talked to about it and handed the file and shown the, the scratches of the body and things like that. So that's, that's what he said at least. So, 
Yeah. yeah, very interesting. So, guys, uh, I do have a question. So, let's say John was right so many years ago, and now we are seeing, you know, John was actually the only whistleblower back in the day. I'm not talking about some usual people from different villages that talked about their experiences when, you know, kidnapping. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying like real solid you know, a background with solid background like John, he was the only one who said that we have bodies. And now after all these years, someone else is saying it. In fact, like three people are saying it, that we have bodies, right? So it's very important to note that John was the only one back in the day. And the story he told is very interesting. He said, and tell me what you guys think about this. He said that those beings are here because something happened uh, with their own homeland. So he explained that they are so advanced that they're like funny, funny enough. He kind of described this alien that we saw in the beginning of the show, like tiny little mouth and small. He described that and he said they are so that their mouth has atrophied so they cannot eat through the mouth. So what they do is they kind of put um, all the nutrients on their body and it's kind of absorbs the nutrients of vitamins. That's what he talked about. I can uh, give you, Ivory, I'll give you the interview segment of John when he talks about that with the files and everything. So he says that what they do is like, almost like if you drink a smoothie, right? With, with something and that's, that's what it is for them to kind of rub it around the body and uh, absorb the nutrients. Um, but interesting thing he said was um, they are here to maybe like either coexist with humans or regenerate their race, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the interesting part. Like what, what, do, what do they even mean regenerate the race? Like how are you going to regenerate your race? And what the, you know, we all, we all know from the history that when advanced civilization meets less advanced one, it doesn't go really well for the less advanced one. So, you know what I mean? It never goes well for the, the, the less advanced. So what, what are your thoughts about that? If, if this whole thing is real, do we trust some Congress people or CIA uh, who allegedly killed President Kennedy one day to do a good job, you know, uh, introducing these species or, or even telling us what's the plan for coexistence. What do you guys think? I have, I have so little faith in the, in the, the whole current state of things mm-hmm. politically, really, it's very, very sad. Um, I don't know that it was ever all that much better, but um, I don't know, Ivory, what, what do you think? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust how they would do it because they would be moving from too much fear and too little respect for the general public opinion. Yeah, yeah. For for just Joe Blow out there, there's no respect for their ability to sniff out BS. I think people know mm-hmm. when they're being manipulated. Obviously, in a mob, they don't know. If we get into a mob mentality, we're finished. But. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't. It's it's a tricky situation because as I was listening to you talk before about maybe this is their way of just very shoehorning the idea, getting people used to the idea so that it won't be such a shock. What do you think, Ivory? 
Yeah, I well, agree. Well, there's, I mean, it's all speculation now, but like if, if the aliens are coming to Earth because they need a new planet, well, those in our leadership think that we need a new planet. And <laughs> so they're, they're not about to welcome some other race in. They're saying we're already overpopulated. There's not enough space here. We're killing yeah, we our planet. We problem already. <laughs> have you ever thought, though, have you ever thought they are pushing this overpopulation agenda, which is clearly not true, by the way, that the expert dis- experts disagree on that. We are not overpopulated. But do you think they could be, if we really want to dive the rabbit hole, dive into the rabbit hole farther, do you think they are pushing this agenda just because of that? Imagine another race want to coexist with you. So do you think that the agenda, like, how are you going to do that if you don't depopulate your own population? Do you know what I mean? You would hope that our leadership says uh, humans come first, (laughs) not aliens. But why would they say that? You know, those are people who uh, bought on their own citizens MKUltra. Those are people who... Uh, out of fear or out of blackmail or out uh, for money or whatever, they are willing to do whatever. So here is, if I was, uh, you know, as this alien seems to be or allegedly are much advanced species, right? I would pretty much read humans very well. I would be like, what they, what we do, for example, I don't know if you guys know the United States, my politics is my, my own main uh, source of like what I do. So what we do in, less developed countries is we go to their leaders, we pick a leader that we want in power, right? Mm-hmm. This way you see all these coups and all this stuff in exactly. different countries. So we go and we pick either an opposition leader or we side with whoever is going to fight our fight, right? And then we tell them, we are going to make you very wealthy. We're going to give you everything you and the little circle of friends you have, but you are going to pass our interest in your country. You know, and and many leaders do agree to that. So they don't think about the country. They think about, well, I'm well, my family's well, and everything that I could possibly, everyone that I could possibly care about around me are also well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what happens to certain cities and countries, and they don't care. That's why they, they those people call themselves, get this, globalists. They don't call them Americans, Russians. They call them globalists. Why? Who calls them globalists? Themselves. They call mm. themselves globalists, like the global elites, right? They, they, this like Bilderberg group, all these people, they, these people that actually get together and make decisions together. They wow. call themselves like this new, I, I don't know, like these globalist elites that they know better than us, right? So if I was a, a bank from another universe i would know that hey these guys work like that so all i have to do is pick a little part like a small percentage of them and tell them you're gonna have everything from whatever we can offer is extraterrestrial all you have to do is cut a little space for us in the earth you know so why why can't that be the case like you can't disagree so (laughs) to me for me the theory of project bluebeam is now coming up which I don't know if you guys know the theory of Project Bluebeam is that the government is going to stage an alien invasion and say that we, basically we need to give over our authority to the government to protect us from the aliens and then we lose all our freedom. So this would happen because uh, our leaders would say aliens are coming. They need our Earth. We don't have room for them. So we're going to fight them. And there's the invasion. Yeah. 
Well, think about this, okay? So they've been, you have Bill Gates going around buying off all this land. They are somehow now cows are the problem. Like for all our civilization, cows were the solution for so many things. And now it's a problem. All Mm -hmm. these, like this agenda of like 15 minute cities. I don't know if you've heard of it, Tina. So Mm -hmm. like this, so these globalists who are pushing for like more, uh, you know, they are trying to put uh, all the like humans in mega policies of 15 minute cities. This is a real thing. This is not a made up thing or like, yeah, yeah. So they're working really hard to, uh, abolish like these privately owned farms. There was a huge protest in Netherlands. It's still going on, by the way. So they're taking the farms away. Bill Gates is uh, buying off the farmlands. All of this plays into what we are talking about. Like, so if they want to consolidate the power, that's how you do it. Like you would either have real aliens and do it that way, or you would stage the alien attack. Why not? You know, I mean, the worst thing has happened before in history. Uh, and the, the the problem is if Julius Caesar back in the day had these technology that we have today, he would totally do it. Why not? He's done worse things. So they have the technology and advancements on their side. You know what I mean? And they really, I mean, look at what's happening with the freedom of speech. You have independent journalists uh, like Grayson, for example. All they did was create a GoFundMe account because they don't want to be associated with corporate media. Like nobody funds them. How, as a journalist, Ivory would know this, how much work it goes into, like finding this story, developing this story, uh, you know, running around, actually interviewing in-person sources. You have to meet the person. Not everything can be talked about over the phone. So these are big money. Like we're talking about big money, right? Gray Zone's accounts were frozen and deleted. And this is people's money. So some Joe in Minnesota uh, donated 50 bucks for Gray Zone and CIA thinks that it has the right to freeze the account and then take it. But when you say why and what what did Gray Zone ever do, right? And Gray Zone is one example. I mean, the same happens to so many independent journalists. They don't have the answer. Like, okay, then our arrest, if they are into violation, either do something or arrest them or nothing, nothing. It's just, we're just going to take your mind. That's all. <laughs> now you said blue, blue stream, blue beam, blue beam, uh, blue beam is who? That's the name of the conspiracy theory that's been growing in popularity as, as we hear more about aliens. The name of the conspiracy theory that says they're going to stage it, stage an invasion. Mm-hmm get us to turn over all our freedoms and then they basically own us. A hundred percent. But they already own us. If you think about this, I cannot I think about- they do already. <laughs> I mean, you know, when people say, Oh, I got to watch out about my, my, um, my security, what, you know, the passwords and everything. I assume that everybody's got my, my information already anyway. <laughs> It's, it's not like a matter of time the next account's going to get hacked. You know, hacking's happening. Yeah, it's not that I'm not being careful, but I don't. I don't fool myself. Like, I know that they know who I am. And <laughs> well, guys, then the question becomes: uh, Why is that all of us? Like we are sitting here at least discussing these issues without uh, being, you know, fearful that we will be laughed at right. or, right. or arrested. Yeah, or arrested, or like you know. Um, and we have everything that we have, like we, we just pulled up uh, some articles, like I've got this whole uh, 
papers and everything in terms of like my research. So what we are talking about is out there. It's not that we are just sitting here just one day woke up and we're talking bullshit. Excuse my language. So why is that these people, millions of people all over the world are just sleeping? I mean, they are listening to to Ivory, me, like everyone, right? But they are doing absolutely nothing. What is it? How are we so dumbed down that we no. cannot stand together? I like, think that is a very, very good question. And I believe I have a real strong feeling about that. I think that there is a there is a human response to overload. And that when a subject gets too big, we go to sleep. We almost literally go to sleep. Um, I don't know. Every, uh, how are you with that? Because I, I really do. I was gonna say the same. Let me tell you. So I, I have I have an ad agent for YouTube that helps monetize my YouTube, and he tells me, I understand that you like to cover these heavy, important topics, but <laughs> a lot of them are too much for your audience. <laughs> they want he, he was like because that will make you more right. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like. Try focusing on celebrity gossip. (laughs) That's what people want to watch. But it's true. That stuff, the the YouTube channels that consistently focus on celebrity gossip do better than a lot of the channels that are focusing on heavy news that's actually impacting your freedoms. Yes. You know, and so I think also there is the question, what can I really do about this? What can I, Tina, do? Now that I'm awake, now that I know this might happen, what am I going to do about it? And that's a terrible attitude, but it is viable. See, I I understand what you're saying, but I would say everything. You can do everything about it. For example, like, you know, you could find people who you know are open-minded. First mm-hmm. of all, never stop talking. You know, we have this now. If you if you've noticed the new new uh, era of work, like when they hire you on any position, doesn't matter what it is, is it, uh, just a muffin baker's job or or let's say airplane pilot or stewardess or anything, nurse even, right? You know what mm-hmm. the guidelines are? You cannot talk about politics. You can't talk about religion. You cannot talk. Okay, so all the important things that we should be adults enough to actually talk about in our spare time. Yeah, we don't get to do it. Yeah, you can't do that. And their their justification is that, oh, it's just to avoid the conflict in the workplace. But then again, then are we Aborigines? Are we these dumb that we we, we cannot debate something without conflict? No, encourage the behavior. What was that? Yeah, but Elizabeth. We don't, we are not taught in America. I'm going to only speak for America. We are not taught to engage in discourse, in actual, real, authentic discourse, where I vehemently disagree with you and I make my point and then I shut up and I listen to you make your point. And then I think, okay, how much of that do I, well, maybe none of it, maybe some of it. And then we converse. We're not taught that. So there's no, There's no container for such a discussion. And that's why we can't have it. I would love to see that. 
some... I absolutely agree and I've noticed quite honestly and tell me guys like Ivory and Tina both um, as a as an outsider I'm from Europe right so with us um, things are different in family like you you argue with your family you sit down and you talk about real stuff you you talk about so in America most of the family members when they do see each other right as I've noticed having like American husband and you know so what what they what they do is they just stay with superficial stuff so they don't hurt each other because yeah. week it's gonna happen again the dinner is going to be served next week and they don't want to hurt each other but truth is that's what family is about if anybody is going to give you the harsh truth you should be able to at least talk to your you know mom or dad right. or brother and discuss real issues on a dinner table versus yeah. at a dinner table versus them um, i don't know what kim kardashian is wearing today and it all starts in the family Yes. How can the child even develop anything outside of it or, or the skills, how to debate anything within the friends group if right. you don't know it from the get-go from your family? You right. know? And de- Democrats versus Republicans. That's what I find so, so disheartening because there are Republican concepts that I agree with. You know, I wish and my there are all of your concepts that you also agree with, right? Like all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah I, but um, the politicians can't afford like you can't such and so is the third rail. Social Security is the third rail. You can't touch it. You can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, and now abortion has become a, a single issue thing. And like nobody has the emotional sustenance, the emotional robustness. You know, to to just sit down and disagree. We we need to learn how to disagree. That's what we need to teach our children from the get go, from little. Teach them how to disagree with dignity. Absolutely. And you know, guys, before we wrap up and go, I want to for you to, from what you know about the aliens, from what you know about UAPs, whatever they are. So. Give me the craziest scenario, and let's make it clear for the public, this is not fact-based, factual-based, or fact-based, or whatever. This is just our, if you were to give me your idea, let's say they are real, okay? Let's just assume, hypothetically, they are real. The craziest scenario that could unfold, according to you, like in your head, like just Give me the picture of what's going to happen next 10 years. They are real. They are slowly giving us this information and all of our versions will be different. So according to what we know about things. So just give me yours. Let's start with Tina, then Ivory, and then I'll tell you the, my, the, my version of it. Oh, that's not fair. I don't have <laughs> an idea. Okay. They're real. They're coming. Okay. So what do you think is like, just give me all the crazy stuff. Like, I would bet that they were in as much disarray. Let's just say that they're coming because they need the space. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in as much disarray as we are in. It's not like they're all on one page and they're all coming with one mind because that doesn't exist. I don't think anywhere in the universe. <laughs> yeah. So there are going to be some that are more... Mm, beneficent and some that are more no let's take all the power and run with it and uh and we'll form alliances with the ones that we think are on our side and hopefully they really are on our side because maybe they're crafty and they know how to look like they're on our side and then we make the alliances and then everybody takes over and now we're stuck 
But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's too interesting. And they will be in too much of a chaotic, you know, there, there will be divided loyalties on yeah. our side and on their side. And then it will have to be a war or a negotiation based on those loyalties. I know that doesn't sound very crazy, but that's no, what I, I, I think that sounds very log logical and legit. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Ivor? Well, if they were coming for space, hopefully they wouldn't end up on another government program that's funded by taxpayers because they're coming with nothing. They have to figure out how to eat human food, breathe human air, and we've got to have a big program to help them exist and it's just a more more welfare and social states um, that's if they're coming for, for space now the theories are that there's a lot of there's a lot of aliens from different areas who come for different needs and if, if there's some of them are coming um to how did you word it elizabeth to regenerate their yeah, regenerate race. their race yes so maybe there was too much inbreeding uh we've heard if families like if brothers and sisters have kids together mm -hmm. that's their kid is not going to be healthy right so maybe an alien race you know degenerated and needs to find fresh dna to what? breed with to create new healthy Beings. We've been hearing about this, right? Like this mix of like human alien DNA. So you're not completely yeah. off of the, a, you know. It was famously in the book of Enoch, which was allegedly removed from the Bible. Where right. uh, aliens came down to breed with humans and, oh. and had a race of giants. And... So, I mean, that could be that could be another thing that happens. I mean, there's been abduction stories told where the, the, the alleged abductee says that they were abducted specifically to remove some of their sperm and then put back. So that could be, you know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But and then other people have big, big um, theories that. Uh, these aliens are like these benevolent beings who want to make sure that we take care of our planet and look out for each other. And so they're coming to give us guidance about how to evolve as a, as a species as they did, because they are living in like a high state of enlightenment. I love and so, and, and I like that through the best, you know, hopefully, hopefully no, yeah. they come, just give us advice, help us learn how to have world peace. And leave us like that. Yeah, half of my guys are like that. The oh, other right. half are not. <laughs> That's I great. like that positive spin on these things. You know, I always wanted to answer Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, so I'm going to start by saying that first. I hope, hopefully, he'll see this one day. So you know, Neil. I don't know if you've heard of him, Neil deGrasse oh. Tyson. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a respect for the guy, but he does say a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> I mean, that, that a scientist really should not. So he, when he's asked about um, alien life or these experiences that people had, hey, whether you want to believe them or not, it's, it's real in their heads, right? Mm -hmm. So he disregards it immediately by saying, and this is what, what his argument is, which is absolutely strange to me. So he goes... Well, why is it these alien beings constantly grab humans from all the like rural villages and not somebody from the New York, uh, I don't know, Times Square? Mm 
And I'm like, really, that's your argument? Like, if I was an advanced, forget an advanced, if I was, let's say, part of intelligence agency, my breeding ground would be a rural area where no one's watching or no oh one's God. Yes. Like, they, they, this makes more sense than anything. Like, why would I expose myself on Times Square grabbing somebody from there when I can go somewhere in Idaho, like some farm that it's like just one family with like, that's, that's what you would think. There's no brainer. It's no brainer, right? That's where you would do things where you're less to be um, outed. And, you know, so that's number one, just so that I can tell that, you know, the Gers Tyson is not as bright as he thinks he okay. is. But uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to just, like get it in. Uh, but uh, you know, from what I've heard from John, for example, like John and the other whistleblowers, right? Um, all of your theories that I've heard, Ivory's and Tina, all of that makes sense, like really does. Whether it's shocking or scary or whatever it is, it does. So there's one thing that I would say if I have to go into absolutely crazy, then let's say they are coming. Let's say they want to regenerate their race. Let's say they're, uh, you know, their way to get the nutrients, like John said, is to rub like nutrients on, on their body. So they absorb it because they are so advanced that they kind of degenerated some functions. Mm -hmm. Then all of the, do you guys remember the cow mutilation thing? Yes, yeah. yes, I do. It was real. Like, it's not that this, some crackhead said something and like, no, it was like BBC was covering it. ABC was covering it. CNN was covering it. Everyone was covering it. So they even had bodies of like the cows. So this is not some serial killer go or some serial, like whatever mental person going. I mean, you have this on multiple continents, Australia, Britain, like it cannot possibly be one group of people on one person. Right. So I'm thinking that makes sense. Like if, if I was somebody who needs nutrients and somebody who needs a source like life source and I'm mutilating cows. And then how does that tap into uh, our government wanting to get rid of cows. Hmm. I don't know. Isn't that interesting? I mean, they now start this agenda that cows need to be like either in con like a concrete area or we need to get rid of like usual farming. So what is it? Like, let's say they are coming and they want their own space and we need to make space. And Ivory said they had to learn how to, you know, get the, the food, right? I mean, what if we are accommodating by, for example, Bill Gates building his own farms with own cows or whatever, you don't have to, he, you know, I don't know. It's like just very suspicious and weird, right? Yeah. You have, then you have this Lahaina accident or incident or whatever it was, right? And then years before, I think Joe Rogan broke this down better than any, anybody. Uh, they were trying to turn Lahaina into a satellite city. So it was supposed to be a satellite city because there's like this like famous satellite or something on, on Lahaina. So um, where is Lahaina? What was that? Where is this? Hawaii. So this oh, is where Hawaii is now. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there you go. Uh, a satellite city with clear view of cosmos, with all this in Lahaina and some aliens that need cows and space. I mean, all this kind of fits in, you know? <laughs> so I, I don't know. If, if I was to go crazy, that's what I would say, that not only, they are, not only they are making space for them, they are also, you know, thinking about what they're going to eat next while we eat bugs and they eat the cows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's yeah. hope that doesn't come true. 
I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Like this was very, very interesting. And all these are just questions. And, uh, you know, hopefully with this video, we gave some strength to people to actually ask the crazy questions. Because yeah. honestly, there was somebody called Giordano Bruno who was burnt on, on, um, on you know, burnt. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly uh, what the whole process was, but he was burned on a stick because he said that uh, the world is not flat, world is round. Oh, and yes. yes, and guess what? Mob mentality, they didn't believe him. Yeah. And he sounded like a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. he did. You yeah. know, I want to leave you, if we have time, just for a, mm -hmm. a minute. Uh, my former husband and I were in Reno, Nevada, and we were looking out over there's the Truckee river goes through Reno. It's a beautiful area. We were coming out of dinner and it was dusk and we both um, saw what we saw. I mean, we saw a saucer and it was frighteningly close. It was like maybe a mile or two away. And the, the circle of lights and everything. It was, it was there. So Harry said to me, you're seeing this, right? And I said, yes, I'm glad you said that. I'm seeing this. And we were speechless for the whole time that it was there. And then it disappeared. And we both thought, oh my God, this is going to be international news because everyone has to have seen it around here. Everyone not a peep. Nobody saw it but us. Now, what I do with that is I just think maybe they have some kind of technology where they can choose who perceives them and who doesn't, because there's just no way I didn't think that was going to be all over London, China. The news was going to be everywhere. And wow. it, when, when and where? You said Reno, Nevada. When? That was in 1976. Wow. 1976. Wow. And we saw it just as plain as I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like some kind of brand new accident. So I was about to say, why didn't you film it with a phone? <laughs> there was no such thing. Anyway, it's been a real joy talking with you. And, uh, oh, the same, the same. Uh, any uh, final thoughts, Ivory? Um, no, just thank you so much, Tina, for coming on and sharing a little of your brother's story mm -hmm. as well as that last compelling story. I think so many people have had these sightings yes. um, and they're too scared. It's just very taboo to talk yeah. about. They'll be called crazy. Yeah. Actually, my sister had a sighting and she's she showed me, she filmed it. She showed me the video. It's stunning. Yeah. And she won't put it out anywhere because it would damage the reputation of her significant other's business oh so but she said hopefully fair. someday you know yeah yeah hopefully so, someday. thank you so much absolutely thank thanks for coming on tina you bet take care all right bye and so there we, there we go so uh just quick question for you um like just to rip up if this is true Will your personal life, Ivory, change in any way? Like personal life, how you live, how you, you know. Oh, no, I, uh, 
you know, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I just, I've always felt <laughs> aliens are going to be out there, but that doesn't impact my personal life. How about you? Absolutely not. In fact, I probably would want to know more and kind of take my journalistic road towards like, hey, new species, new, like this is huge, right? So, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Great topic idea. Thanks for <laughs> coming up with that. I'm excited for this new series. Guys, stay tuned every Friday. We're going to be doing um, Beyond the Surface. Yes. And we will update you as we go with episodes, with guests, everything. And um, this was good. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, everyone- so my YouTube is youtube.com slash Ivory Hacker. And you can find me under Elizabeth Lane on Substack.